Hey everyone, and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we talk about movies on this show. And in this episode, we are going to look at a science fiction film, which, I mean, it's sci-fi month, so that's not a surprise. We've been doing sci-fi movies all month. But uh, this particular episode, we are looking at a New Zealand film, which I actually did not know it was from New Zealand when I started watching it. Was it as soon as they started talking, you were like, hang on, I've got a hunch here. Well, this is the thing. I some, depending on the strength of the accent, sometimes New Zealand just sounds like a really weird English accent. Really? Okay. I, I, if I was going to say it was close, to, and it's 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 like a cross between Australian and South African. Oh, that's not because South African is a cross between English and Australian. Yeah, this is in the middle of those two for me. There's a circle of accents, and it's in there somewhere of like various noises. Honestly, the when it, X colonies is what we were trying to say. <laughs> when it's the uh, the just the guy narrating every so often, I wasn't really jumping at New Zealand. It wasn't until another character showed up that I went, "Oh wait a minute, this is starting to sound really, yeah. really key." I, w- I wonder if this is just because I've got a, a friend from New Zealand, so maybe a bit more. In tune with the accent. Yes, because for me, I'm just because I honestly, for the first chunk of the movie, I was like, "What part of England is he from?" <laughs> I, I was really, I was really sitting trying to think, because uh, it wasn't like super strong. You know, it wasn't strong enough that yeah, I was yeah, instantly yeah. going. Because I feel like New Zealand tends to be less strong than Australian. Yeah, definitely. Also, how, how do you say New Zealand? But like, you, instead of saying Australia, you say Australian. What's the New Zealand equivalent of that? I don't know. Because that's twice New, now. New Zealandian? I've went to say it twice now and I've realised I have no New, idea. What... New Zealandian? <laughs> I don't know. It's starting to sound weird now. Like I'm doing yeah. all the things in my head. Like, you know, you'd say I'm Scottish. Would you say a New, Ze- New, <laughs> New Zealander? It's called yeah. a New Zealander, but you wouldn't yeah, say the language is would be, would be an... New Zealandy, New Zealandian. <laughs> I don't know. This is a weird place to start this review. It is, but I honestly don't know how to say it. They sound Kiwi. 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 That is true, yes. <laughs> I don't know what accent I, that sounded like there when I said that wrong. But <laughs> Probably nothing recognisable to anyone. <laughs> also, I think this is the first film from New Zealand. The first New, New, New Zealandian film. See, I had to, I had to swap I who I you said that. You have to really think about it, yeah. don't you? I had to swap who I said that so that I didn't sound stupid, but I did it anyway because I said, no, I'm just going to show you what the behind the curtain, that's what the thought process was. <laughs> no. So this is the first film from New Zealand that I think I've seen that's not directed by Peter Jackson. I think that applies to me too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not 100%, but I think that's the case. What about um, What We Do in the Shadows? Is that New Zealand? I think that's Australia. You sure? Is 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 Watiti from New I, Zealand? I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to think that it, it's been a while since I've watched it, so I can't picture it as strongly. I, I, I'm slitting it. I'm getting it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, getting I'm just it. thinking. I was like, I've got. There's got to be something else I've seen from New Zealand. It'll tell me down here. Oh no, you're right. New Zealand. All right, take it back. Oh, okay, cool. There we go. I only saw that, stuff. I only saw that last year, though. So I mean, up yeah, until me last year, it was Peter Jackson or nothing. Uh, basically, so yeah. So, what 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 is the Quiet Earth? It's <laughs> a good question. Uh, four minutes in, uh, so it is a, a I'll call it a fresh post-apocalyptic film. And what I mean by fresh is that it literally picks up right after uh, the post-apocalyptic or the apocalyptic event. Yes. Yeah. Usually, there's some time, and you kind of get okay. You learn about the world. This is this is the discovery of the world. Yeah, so you know, someone wakes up and oh shit, what happened? Like that's literally that first day. That, that, yeah. That's kind of what we're, where we're at with this. Uh, so it's a uh, film from New Zealand, uh, directed by what's his name, Jeff Murphy, uh, and it stars Zach Hobson. Sorry, no, sorry, it stars Bruno Lawrence as Zach Hobson. Sorry, I said the character name. Uh, he wakes up and there's no one else around. It is him and only him in the city that he's in. Yes. I'm not even going to try and guess what city it is in New Zealand. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, 
And it's him discovering it, it's him walking around, it's him getting lonely, maybe going a little bit crazy. And then eventually there are there's another character who shows up and it's kind of... And I'll give this credit because I criticised the sitcom Last Man on Earth because by the end of the first episode there's two other characters and I went, I know there's going to be some eventually, but, you know, go an episode with your premise in the title, right? Whereas yeah. this is just called The Quiet Earth, it just means there's not a lot of people. So it's okay, we could have another one. That, I mean, that that is technically true. Two people. They, they, they didn't hem themselves in immediately. They did not, they did not. Uh, he questions if he's the last man on Earth. He does do that, and that's a natural thing to question when you can't find any evidence of anyone else, and there's no one answering any phones or radios or anything of that sort. Uh, so this came out in 1985. Uh, we'll start spoiler-free, as we usually do, and and we'll uh, get into it. And uh, hopefully you've not all just turned off because you got frustrated with the New Zealand uh, conversation to kick things off. Uh, my favourite my favorite thing about New Zealand is probably Rose McIver, who's not in this, unfortunately. She's probably not even born. Uh, <laughs> It's 1985. She may be yeah. born. If she, if she was born, she's a baby. Maybe just. Yeah, maybe a toddler. But I don't know how old she is. I don't know. I figure she's about my age. That, yeah, it can't be that far off. But Which is not I'm born not, yet. Not I was sure not born exactly. in 85, just for the record. <laughs> yeah, you keep telling yourself that. I'm, I'm, t- I'm saying you're old. I know when I was born, Connor. Just, just you know. I'm having a look. No, no, she's 88. She looks good for 88. <laughs> yes, very good. You couldn't help yourself, could you? Well, phrase it properly and maybe I won't make that joke. <laughs> hey, hey. I never promised to phrase things properly on this show. That was never part of the agreement. <laughs> so, yeah, so so that's that the premise. So, I, I mean, first time much for both of us. Neither, neither of us had seen this. Uh, so, Connor, did you enjoy The Quiet Earth? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> that was that was not super enthusiastic. It was just a sort of yeah. I didn't. I did not. I, I didn't love it, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I dig it a fair bit. I I think it. I I think it's. I think the first like thirty forty minutes is really good, and then when the other character comes in, it maybe starts to dwindle a little bit. Uh, yeah. Compared to the first chunk, I think. I think the first chunk when it is just him and it's just kind of discovering what maybe happened. And the small things that are sort of that, I really like that. And as I, I like how, uh, how subtle it is in a lot of ways. I feel like a lot of the beats that this movie plays, a lot of the sort of story points or character points that it wants to make, I feel like I can see it in another movie by another director with the same premise. And I, I feel like within two minutes of meeting a woman, there's this awkward tension of will he, you know, try something with her? Like, and in this, it's no, no, there are reasonable human beings. And then after a little bit of time, it's like the question sort of arises: Hey, we're kind of the last two people, maybe. <laughs> like, you know, mm. do we start some? Like, there's a, a subtle level of yeah, he's clearly thinking that that's that question is going to have to come up, but they're not going to ruin the first day together by. It amuses me that. Yeah. I agree, because it takes its time with things mm. like that. Yeah, I feel like his jumping to, oh, maybe I'm the last guy on Earth, kind of comes a bit quick. Uh, yeah, that's fair. So, you know, it, it's it's weird how inconsistent it is in that, even though mostly it's, you know, okay, it's it's maybe more on the subtle, and subtle side, and, you know, a bit slower. Yeah. I, I don't know, I think by the time he says it, right, I mean, it's not that long into the film in terms of runtime, but I think by the time she says it, he's seen enough to at least throw the question out there, I think. I think he jumps to world too quickly. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, the, he does have at least one major bit of evidence to support that, though, which we'll get he to when we talk about yeah. spoilers. But, uh, no, nah, I mean, that's, that's fair if you think that's a bit too quick. Uh, I, I, I like the eerie mood, though. And I like that he doesn't realise he's alone at first either. Like, you know, he gets up for work, he's kind of just, like, uh, grunting around. He's not very... He seems like a guy who's not very happy with his life right now. He's just kind of whatever. Mm. He gets in his car and he's driving. And it's not until he pulls over uh, to uh, refuel his car that no one responds. And then he's like, where is this person? This is weird. And then he he goes looking for other things and, uh, you know, it just sort of snowballs from there. Uh, There's an eeriness to it that I really like. It just plays it as a, like... You know, he, he didn't even notice that for the first like, part of his journey there was no other cars on the road. 
Like, you know, that was just no, something that he, he didn't notice. Uh, I, I do think the that first part of the movie is the best part. And mm. then I like some of the ideas that it plays with later. Yeah. But it's definitely less interesting once there's other characters. I, I think the reason why it suffers a little bit when the other character shows up is because, it, it, like again, it's fine what it's doing in theory and it, I like the ideas that it's playing with. But there's some character... Uh, as much as I, I, I just praised it for making some things, you know, a bit more subtle and natural in the way it develops things, mm. there's other character changes in, like, emotion. Like, just emotionally, like, like uh, Joanne, the female character who eventually shows up, she, like, has some leaps in, kind of, how she feels about things that seem to, kind of, like, erupt and go up and down erratically that yeah, I don't, I don't she, quite understand. She fluctuates quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so, I have to, so, there's some problems with that, I, I will agree. Uh, and it does end really quickly. Although the final scene uh, is one we're going to have fun talking about. I, I, I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. yeah. It, it hits you with a nice ambiguous, oh, figure this out, you assholes. And then rolls the credits. I, I got it figured. I'm good. Oh, yeah, you got it figured. That's funny because I actually looked to see uh, what the consensus was. I was curious before we recorded. You know, is there like a generally agreed kind of interpretation? Is there anything like that? Uh, and there isn't. Well, then I'm going to come in and give you one. Is that right? Yeah, okay. That's it. Uh, yeah. I, I, think it I think for me it's pretty clear what the movie's about. I think the ending ties into that nicely. Uh-huh. Uh, even the director on the commentary track didn't seem to know exactly what the ending meant. But Well, he, he's <laughs> just not enlightened enough. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to this now. I'm looking forward to Connor schooling everyone in the past 30-odd years since this movie came out who's not deciding what the ending means. <laughs> exactly what it means. Okay, all right. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to tear this to shreds. Just, even if I agree with that, I'm just going to tear it to shreds. I know, I know you are. Uh, I'm waiting for it now. So <laughs> <laughs> came in too hard. You did. You did. You came in too confident, and now now I'm just looking to shoot holes yeah. in it. All right. So actually, one of my favorite parts of the movie, or one of my favorite things about the movie, is, is there's a slightly kind of. It was made in the eighties, but this actually makes me makes it feel a lot, very seventies to me. There's this psychedelic, almost little touch here or there. Uh, yeah particularly like the characters will have these little moments where they kind of go out of it a little bit and you'll kind of see this weird visual effect and uh i really like that stuff because it gave it this really otherworldly like oh what's causing this there's something going on here like it gave it that kind of yeah i did did like those parts quite a bit and uh, i think basically new zealand is just a decade behind so I did not come in at you. I mean, I, I know I, I sat and jabbered on about how to, how to say New, New Zealand in the end. It's got worse every time. It's gotten worse every time. Uh, New Zealandish. See, that sounds like it works, but it's just wrong. Yeah, it sounds kind of like you're saying someone's kind of like they're from New Zealand. Yeah. You're New Zealandish. New Zealandish. <laughs> yeah. So on the outskirts of New Zealand, you're not quite in New Zealand, but you're close. You're close. Yeah. Um, aye. So yeah, I, I won't stand for that. Uh, I, what I thought was interesting though is that all the animals have disappeared as well, and I think <laughs> I think that's actually quite a plus in New Zealand's case because New Zealand, New Zealand and Australia are like the most dangerous places on earth when it comes to various creatures that want to kill you. I don't think New Zealand's that dangerous. It's just as bad as Australia, I'm sure. No way. No, no I'm not standing for that. How? Why, why do you it's just, think it's, it's just it's just not as bad as Australia or other countries? It can't be. <laughs> why? Are you? Why? Are you? Like, what do they have that's that deadly? Like a widespread? Oh, they have serious spiders and shit and snakes. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure they do. But I don't know. I feel like there's there's other places that are much worse. Okay, so what what about Australia specifically more dangerous than New Zealand? Since you're reacting that strongly... Okay, here, you can't get punched by a kangaroo in New Zealand. Oh, because that's at the top of the list. That's at the top of the list. I'm thinking of the most scary-looking spiders you've ever seen in your life. These big monstrosities. I'm not even... I mean, I don't mind spiders or whatever, but I don't live in a place where every spider can kill you with a touch. I feel like New Zealand spiders are big, but they're not necessarily that poisonous compared to some of the ones that you get in Australia. I've also seen some, p- some pictures of some really extreme fungus that's like s- super deadly. Well, yeah, but that'll still be here in this uh, in this film. So, oh sure. Like the point I'm making is that comparatively speaking, <laughs> New Zealand's a fairly deadly country when it comes to wildlife. All right. 
We'll, we'll, we'll see. That, that will be left to the experts. More qualified than us. <laughs> then why are you arguing with me on that? <laughs> I don't know. Just, just because I, I disagreed with the statement fundamentally. <laughs> and I thought that can't be right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight it. It makes sense that it's, it's on par or close to how dangerous Australia is with animals. I think you're just saying this because the accents are related. No, I'm saying it because it's near it. It's right next to it. Ah. Similar climate. Sure. Similar, similar climate, similar similar wildlife. That that's perfectly reasonable assumption to make. It's reasonable, but I think it's wrong. <laughs> why? Why? Why do you think New Zealand's so safe? I don't get it. No, I don't think it's like perfectly safe. I just don't, it just doesn't have the reputation that Australia does. <laughs> I think there, there has to be a reason it doesn't have that reputation. <laughs> no, see what this is. This is why every every New Zealander, right, hates hates foreigners because they always just forget about New Zealand. They always just assume everything's about Australia, right? And they just assume you're Australian. That, this is what you're doing. You're just disregarding New Zealand. Oh, I've not heard about it, so it must not be a I'm, thing. I'm sorry. This coming from the person that that, that said uh, what what we do in the shadows was Australian. Yeah, don't you give me shit for that. <laughs> they had stronger accents, though, so I thought, they, <laughs> I thought that was Australian. <laughs> Didn't that even have that one, one like really prominent New Zealand guy who's you know who we see everywhere? He was in uh, X Files, and you know that that guy who's everywhere. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, he was in that, wasn't he? It was. No, he was. Isn't that the giveaway? <laughs> Look, main fart. Hey, well, we're. Wait a minute, I never even thought of what we did. You just said that to correct me. You said, oh, isn't that Australian? To try and make myself sound right. That was that conversation. Let's not throw me under this bus, right? <laughs> oh, you're getting hit right along with me. <laughs> What's funny, though, is, is, is I'm Scottish and you're English, and the amount of times that people either mistake me for being English or mistake you for being Scottish... It's actually kind of funny that we're even having this debate about Australia and New Zealand. Because yeah. we know their pain. We actually know their pain. Yeah, we, we can relate, but... T- and t- hell, shit. sometimes you get mistaken for Irish. So, you know what? Like, We're in the same boat. We are. Like, Doesn't mean we can tell the difference, but we're in the same boat. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> oh. Should we, should we get back to the movie? All that came from me cracking one little joke about how the wildlife being missing was a, a positive. Yeah, yeah. That's literally all I said, and then we went down this rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, can you tell it's late at night, folks? Okay. Uh, the end's a bit quick. <laughs> That's probably my point. It, yeah. it ends relatively... It's a short movie, it's 90 minutes, and I do feel like it probably could have used it all 10, 15 at the end. Just, just in that last sort of stretch to really sell the character progression, I think. Yeah, it's it's at that point where decisions seem to just be kind of all getting, over the place. Get, getting made left and right. <laughs> yeah, like mm. I I understand all of the decisions on a fundamental like on a on a level in the script. I get why yeah. these decisions are being made, but they never justify them for the characters. It's one of these weird cases where. The first chunk of the movie is really steadily paced. Probably even more than the first half. It's probably like this, almost the first hour of the 90-minute movie. is really steadily paced. And then we get to a point, and it really speeds up, and all these decisions are getting made really quickly. Mm. And it's kind of the opposite of Looper, if you've ever seen Looper, where it's, ni- it's really nice and sort of steady, quick pacing until you hit this moment about halfway through, and it grinds to a halt. And I think the point I'm making here is that it doesn't actually matter which one's first. The change is a problem. It is, yeah. Uh, regardless if it then feels too fast in the second half or too slow in the second half, it's a problem when it happens. And I think, I think that suffers from it a bit less than Looper did, but it, it's definitely there. And I think uh, it's arguably a... it's more jarring though, because it's it feels more unsatisfying. Whereas you know, in in one where okay, you you start at a the the right speed and then it slows down you're like oh man okay that's that's fine but here i'm like no 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 keep, go back you know give me more time like it feels like it feels like they had a 90 minute deadline it was like that's it whereas oh, yeah maybe they ran out of money they wanted to shoot more stuff but they had to start speeding yeah. up or something like that uh, 
I, I think it's debatable which one's worse, though. I don't know if I agree with that. Okay, maybe that's just preference. To me, yeah. this, this is worse because, in that. Context. Because in Looper, there's a specific moment, there's a scene where that's set, there's a change in one scene, and then it just slows. And I've never watched it again because I just, the thought of getting to that point again, just, I find kind of. I'd watch it again. I don't know. Ryan Johnson. Yeah. You would be wrong. Whatever, that's not what we're here for. No, no, look, we've tangented enough. I was just going to say, I also am not that fond of his film Brick. I've not seen that one. I like the music a lot, though. Uh, I think it sounds like a fun idea. It's a a noir, but set in a high school. That sounds like a great idea. I just, I don't know, Ryan Johnson, not a great writer. And if he ever does anything big budget, you know, any big sort of franchise movie, uh, I'd be worried about how that'll turn out. That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't. I feel like it would be, uh, you know, really fantastic. Well, you would be wrong. I don't think I would. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've got a sneaking suspicion that he'd nail it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then some sexist asshole edit out, like, over an hour and a half of the movie. Yeah, but I don't know why some prick would do that. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, oh, how stupid was that story? I mean, I, I don't like the movie at all, but that is... Jesus. Oh, no. Ugh. Uh, Ed, edit. I mean, do a fan edit of, of movies all you want. I'm I'm all for it. People do it all the time. Hey, I, 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 do it with reason. It's an like, exercise in like sort of testing your editing skills. Like, I do like the idea of taking like a two and a half hour movie and saying, "Can I cut an hour out of this and have it still make sense?" I actually kind of like that as an exercise to see if you can make it work. Uh, obviously, the reason was just purely sexist in this case because it was. Yeah. So, uh, we're talking about Star Wars: The Last Jedi. In case anyone's not <laughs> caught on, so some asshole fan who hated the movie because there was too many strong uh, female characters in it, decided to make a cut with all the women characters cut out. Uh, it's 43 minutes long. I saw someone retaliate earlier with a, an edit of Saving Private Ryan with all the men cut out. It's a minute 45 long. I did not see that. I did see Mark Hamill and Ryan Johnson laughing at it on Twitter. Just just laughing in tweets about the, the silliness of it all. It is. It's stupid. Um... No porgs in this movie, though, so this movie's instantly better than See, no, Last this Jedi. See, no, thing. There could have been porgs, <laughs> and then they vanished. <laughs> oh, this is a tangent one tonight. You, you don't know that there weren't porgs. Yeah, it could be porgs in New Zealand, I don't know. It might as well be. I mean, we clearly know nothing about New Zealand, so there might well be porgs. Right, do you know what? It's funny. I I don't like Lord of the Rings, and yet I'm still tempted to make some Mount Doom jokes. Uh, I like. Yeah. I almost feel bad, isn't it? Yeah, I almost feel feel bad that that's what they're known for at this point. Is yeah, that's where the Lord of the Rings were made. Yeah, no, no. We feel bad because it's like, oh, that's that's what you get a name for. But the tourism boost that it gave them. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they're they're like, yes, go. We'll we'll make it our national movie. We don't give a shit. Just keep giving us money. <laughs> oh man! It's actually there's a t- I I learned this recently. There's a, there's a town in Canada called Vulcan, and they have turned it like they, they all still they all sell Star Trek merch. Even though it wasn't named Vulcan because of that, it just happened to be called Vulcan. But they have mm. turned it into no no no. no here's oh, you, you, when something like that happens, you roll with it and you here, take as much as you can get. Here's some Spock merch because why not? Come come to Vulcan. So can they just sell ears? Like pointy <laughs> oh, ears. Of course they do. You put them on your ears. Uh, do you reckon like all the shop, like all the people in all the shops, just just wear pointy ears all day? Oh, they should. They probably hate themselves. They probably they probably want to jump in front of a bus at every chance and, they and, get. And there's that one guy in that one shop who's like, "No, I refuse to take part in this. I will not wear the ears." I imagine it's like one of those scenes in like a movie where it's just this awkward silence when you walk in. They're all just standing there looking depressed, staring into space. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, we are really off topic here. The the quiet earth. Yeah, we'll try again. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I think we're ready to go into spoilers and talk about plot. Uh, I mean, uh, in terms of acting, I think the acting's fine. It's a very different uh, type of cast than I think we're used to for movies like this. I feel like again, going with that idea of it feeling more natural, we have like I, I you know I think uh, Lawrence who plays Zach, the lead, he he he's a he's a bit, a bit of a normal schlub. He's not like this Hollywood he's a very normal guy, dude. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I can appreciate that. It, it makes it give it a bit more uh, credence as to the, the real things that are going on. Um, 
And likewise, uh, Joanne, when she shows up, she's, you know, she's, like, again, a bit more normal. She's not this supermodel. It feels like real people who survived this and not, oh, it didn't just happen to be Will Smith, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Kind of thing. So, uh, I'm really resisting the urge to crack more New Zealand jokes, but carry on. No, see, now you're just being mean. Cause I, see, I get... now, now I've said it. It's all in your mind, but I don't have to say the jokes. Because that's just cruel. You're, you're just going to make crack a joke about how New Zealand folk don't don't look like A-listers. That, that's... No, no, no. I didn't say nothing. Coming coming from a pair of ugly bastards like us, that feels a bit, <laughs> a bit out of line. Hey, we, we already established we know the problem that New Zealand and Australia have, and, we, uh, and we're still <laughs> doing it anyway, so why not? Okay, fair point. <laughs> I'm so sorry to any Australian or New Zealanders that are <laughs> that are watching this one. I really do. Oh, they turned off ages ago. Don't worry. Uh, hey, n- we've not tried to do any impressions of the accents yet. So I mean, we're still we're still I I think out of the nuclear zone. Yes. Yeah. It's only a matter of time though until you give it a shot. We're at napalm levels, but we're not in nuclear. Yeah. Sounds reasonable. So, uh, so spoilers. <laughs> so spill spoilers for the movie because uh, I think there's a lot of interesting things to talk about. Uh, Music's pretty good, actually, just before we get spoilers. The music's uh, generally, I like the eeriness of it. There is one moment, though, that really bothered me. Uh, There was a sudden jolt at one point, as if it was, like, doing, like, a... uh, It was almost like a horror movie sting at one point, and it was just kind of in the middle of a scene. I'm trying to remember where it was. Which scene? Uh, It was when Joanne was around, and he was... uh, He got frustrated at one point, and there was, like, a sort of... There was a, a a jolt in the music, and it just it right. felt really over the top. Overly aggressive. Yeah. yeah. However, one moment out of the rest of it, where but I, most of it was really nicely orchestrated. A lot of silence as well, which I think obviously works because you're trying to, again. The movie's called The Quiet Earth. Yeah. You want you want the movie to be quiet for chunks to sell that idea, so uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so. Uh, spoilers then. So we have our, our our Zach's on his own for a long time, uh, probably. 30 to 40 minutes yeah I'd say about that and then Joanne shows up uh, and then eventually we also get AP who's the third character who shows up and as soon as you see him you're like oh god there's going to be a love triangle and there's gonna be two, two, two men and one woman left one woman yeah. left like, yep. it's going to happen but to be honest it's, it's not actually that big a deal I mean like like some of the other ideas it's brought up but it's not necessarily treated as this awkward drama thing there's a couple of glances but for the most part by the time we get to that point in the movie Zach's kind of more concerned about the fact that the world's probably going to end in a couple of days <laughs> so he's yeah he's... I, I, I will say that does lead to some decisions from from her getting a bit you know she kind of flip-flops between them she, at the end of it she does her, her her thought process for the last like 15 20 minutes is almost impossible to follow yeah is yeah, it, I was like, wait, 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 wait. You you just give him a kiss and then nearly crash the car, and then the other guy did something cool, so you're going off with him. By the way, I did love the line because because uh, at first she was really against AP, right? And then like there's the whole thing where they kind of fall out, and Zach's like, no, I have to go back to the the research space. We'll talk about what that is in a minute. But he drives off, and then. AP gets in his truck and he's like he pulls up next to her and like you coming and she's like I wouldn't ride with you if you were the last man on earth and he just goes I'm working on it and then he drives and off he pulls out his shades that was a fantastic yeah. it was kind of silly but it was a great one liner I'm oh, not going to lie fantastic it was the be- be- best line of the movie <laughs> um, so that's cool but to go back to the start I really love when Zach's on his own uh, I think one of the, the, the one of the simple little things it does actually is that you, you get him naked a few times. You start off the movie with him on his own. He's completely naked. He's just lying on top of his cover. So there's some full frontal nudity. Uh, and you, you see him just occasionally. There'll be times when he's running around naked. He goes swimming at one point naked. And there's another point where he's he's put on like the little evening dress thing. Uh, and he's naked in that. Because at one point he sort of falls over and his thing's flopping around. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is that I think it actually really sells the idea of the movie. Because if he was completely on his own and he believed he was on his own, he wouldn't care. No. You know, like, like you would walk into a shopping mall naked because you could. Because <laughs> there's no one that would care. I, I don't think I would, just because of you're conditioned into into wearing clothes. Oh, sure. He doesn't do that. Like, I'm, He doesn't actually do that specific one. I'm just saying, like, he doesn't care. There's like a sort of comfort to him. Admittedly, it's kind of balanced, though, because he always walks around with a gun, even though he believes he's on his own. But it's just in case. There's, there's that fear 
that yeah. so- someone else may actually try and you know hurt hurt him or something. Uh, so he always keeps it going. I think there's a bit of commentary you could read there that he, even when he thinks he's on his own completely, he still goes around with a gun at all times. Yeah, he's, he's watching his back just in case. That's something to say about that. But uh, so so we have the opening stuff where he's discovering that there's no one there and he's he's looking around. And he's gone into various places. Uh, of course, it all kind of caps off with uh, what really sells the eye. Because there's no one around. It's not even like you see dead bodies, right? But he eventually finds this crash plane uh, mm. on the outskirts of the city. And he gets to the seats. And the, the, the real fascinating thing, that, and it's, this is a really good bit of communication with the audience to tell us something, is that he finds the buckles and the, the seat belts, right? And they're yeah. fastened. As if someone was sitting in that chair. But there's no yeah. body there. So in one simple little visual, it tells us, Hey, they disappeared. It's not just that they all died; they yeah, actually no, just gone. They yeah. vanished. Yeah, uh, you know, leftover style almost. I was just gonna say yeah. that. Uh, just to, instead of two percent, it was ninety nine point nine 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 percent. That's a lot of nines. I'm probably still cutting it short. <laughs> probably, but just just nine recurring. Yeah, well, that's a lot, lot. You know, the point being, it's just him left, right? Like, just it's almost. It's not even. It's basically a hundred percent, just with a room for mild error, mild margin of, uh, yeah, you know, an accuracy. That, that's the thing. Ninety nine point nine nine recurring isn't enough. It's not close enough. It's not. No, one person and at the time, what six billion? Maybe, maybe slightly less than six billion. Eighty five. Yeah, just just not close enough. Yeah, so you know. Mm. So I was really enjoying all this stuff. I was really atmospheric. It was on his own. There wasn't a lot of dialogue. It was mostly just him looking around. It was all visual, and I liked that. It was eerie. Him walking down the street, and there's no one there. Great stuff. And it's always great when they do that. Like it start. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of the ending of Twenty Eight Days Later, but that stuff at the start when uh, you know, Kelly and Murphy's up and he's he's yeah. looking around the streets in London, and there's no one there. Also, a movie where the first half hour is its best. I agree. I still like like most of the middle of it. It's just the last half hour of that movie I do not like. Yeah, oh, that's fair. Yeah, uh, people will disagree with me on that. You know, twenty days later has its fans, but I, I just I don't like that last chunk at all. Anyway, <laughs> go on if you want to. No, no, I was just um, it doesn't ruin the movie for me, but yeah, not not a great last third. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it ruins the movie, but I've got no desire to watch it again because I know it's going to go there. <laughs> So, much like Looper, then. Much like Looper, yeah. Oh, look at that. We'll bring it full circle on these tangents. The loop is complete. Oh, oh, good. See, that's why I'm the pun guy. Because you, you had an opportunity there with the full circle. and I'm like, Setting you up. It's a loop. Aye, sure. Setting yeah. you up. Uh, so, all that stuff really good. But then he goes to this, this research centre, right? And we kind of discover, okay, this is where he worked. And yeah. it's like, okay, what would they do? And we kind of discover throughout the movie, like... This station in New Zealand, along with stations all over the globe, they were all trying to like make a new type of power grid, like some new advanced thing. They were messing with the laws of physics and whatnot. Yeah, well, uh, were they trying to make it, or did it exist and they're trying to tap into it? It could, it could have been that. I, it was kind of vague. It was uh, vague, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So he actually, he actually thinks that he or they may have caused this. Mm. After this section of the movie, he always refers to it as the effect. This is what, you know, yes. the effect of this thing happening. Uh, and he does find one body. He finds a body uh, in, like, a control room. And we can mm. theorise as to why he's uh, not disappeared uh, in a bit. Uh, although we find some dead bodies later on as well. Uh, but there's a reason for that. Uh, I, I think that the reason for this applies as well. Well, it's probably but... the same, but they never go into it in, like, as great detail where you really sort of... Because you know, within the main characters, we get like specific flashbacks saying, okay, this is exactly what was happening. and Yeah. Yeah. You assume it's the same sort of core reason. You just don't know the context for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so... So yeah, so so he's in there and he's like researching stuff and he's on the computer and he's like looking up the other sites. He's like contacting Los Angeles, New York, you know, Paris, London, all the, all the, all these stations are. And none of them are responding. This is why we're saying this is the big main bit of evidence that he's got that it's not just here that it's yeah that it's everywhere, um, especially since I mean obviously even if you don't buy it yet like after a week and no one's came into the city, 
that you know you'd start to oh no, that's fair you know you ask but, when you'd really start to think about but that. he he gets there that day still pretty much yeah it's almost like he had it's, well that's the thing though later on in the movie you find out that he was worried that something bad might happen because of because we found out later that the reason why he and the others survived is because they were all dying at the point that this happened the, the moment where the effect took into came into place which is you know the visual effect with the red and the you know yeah. very very 2001 uh, trippy sort of thing yeah um but because they were technically in a moment of death, they weren't there when it happened, so they come back to life, and like that's why they've survived, because they were all in a state of dying. And it, he was actually ODing on pills intentionally because he had guilt over what might happen because of this project he was working on. Yeah, it's, it's what I think maybe happened with the, you know, the, the guy whose body is there in mm-hmm. the facility. Uh, he, he was... I don't know if he tried to kill himself or what whatever happened, but... He he knew he should have been dead and then tried again, essentially, afterwards. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Which is why there's a body. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because we find out there's some... Uh, we find some other characters in, like, a uh, like a car at one point, and they're still there. And the theory is, no, they surv- they, they were still here after the effect, but then they died after. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that that makes sense. Um but yeah, so and you know he gets his tape recorder and he, he just kind of he gives us the first sort of glimpses of it. And I actually really loved this stuff of uh, this theorizing like okay now it's like proper science fiction. Some deranged science science project ruined the earth. Yeah. And as the movie goes on, there's like these other little moments where you get this visual effect again, and it's like especially in the second half where he starts to notice the sun the is fluctuating. The the readings he's getting on his like uh, his light reader are like fluctuating and like oh something's weird something's happening it's almost like they're either on a parallel earth or the universe has been altered because of what we did like things are unstable and it's basically like eventually this effect is going to happen again like you know and by the time he figures that out there's only days left uh it's been months total since they woke up but by the time they figure this out it's close yeah uh, and there's actually one where he calls it like a tremor where they all kind of have that visual effect moment, and then they all end up in different parts of the house, and they all think they've all disappeared again. But then they kind of come back. It's really trippy sequence there. Yeah. It's really good, uh, and I love what it was playing with that, um, and it's all building up because that was like ultra, the ultra sci-fi stuff to me. I mean, obviously, just the idea they're on their own is sci-fi enough, but yeah. just this idea of like the universe is out of like sync, and like yeah. weird things are happening because of it, and it's all, it almost makes you think like, did those other people disappear or? Did it just put them onto like another Earth, or they're they in the regular Earth, and it's just these people who were dying who got shifted to this copy yeah, no, Earth? Quite possibly. You know, like uh, I, I think that's a possibility there. So, uh, so, so some really interesting things to think about. Mm, definitely. As the movie goes on, and then the character stuff, you know, it makes some sense where she shows up, and I like that after a moment of like, okay, make sure we're both not serial killers, where they just hug, they're just happy to see another person, because uh, he, of course, was going crazy. Uh, before here, uh, where he like set up like the cardboard cutouts outside the the big mansion he, he'd moved into, declared himself president of the world. Yeah, he was having a big politician speech. He had cardboard cutouts of Hitchcock and Hitler and various other you know famous people of years gone by, and he was just like shouting at. And it was actually funny. It was right before this scene where I was thinking, you know, eventually this electricity has to stop working because he kept plugging things in, and I'm like, yeah. this power has to die out eventually. Then there's there's no work functioning thingy. It's not unlimited. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And sure enough, in the middle of this big speech he's given, the entire power goes out in the city and everything. Uh, and then, then you see he's got generators for the smaller house. He, he kind of like smartens up a little bit and says, okay, I'll get a smaller place that's just for me and then I'll have a generator and you know I'll be fine for a while. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll say stuff. But then eventually he meets Joanne. And some of the ideas that I really like with those two is I love the idea that there was a bit of flirtation. It's like, oh yeah, we're probably going to end up doing something, but you know what, we're not rushing to it. But I really like the whole idea where they start looking to see if there's anyone else, and they sort of like say, "Okay, we'll split up, and you can go to the the university. I'll go to this this place, the hospital, whatever." And they're looking for different locations, and I really like this is the first time they split up. Like since they'd met, they had been side by side, and yeah. they get walkie talkies, and like they're kind of scared that if they split up, they're not going to see each other again. They're actually terrified of that, and I actually thought that was a really fascinating idea. Yeah, me too. And I love that the way this goes, where he just kind of lies to her, mm. which, which I think is fascinating because obviously you know they've played it like oh no, with with the last two people, we're doing everything together. You know, we're we're in this now, mm. and then he is, first opportunity kind of just goes up and does his own thing. 
Yeah, and it's not like he's doing something uh, insidious. He he's actually trying to do more research to figure out what's going on. So he, he is. Yeah, he's he's doing something with a re- reasonable purpose. Uh, he just doesn't necessarily think it's as important to do what she's doing, and he thinks he's got his own thing to do. Uh, but the, like, I actually just I, I love the idea, like the idea of the fear that like, they're so terrified of losing each other now, even though they've only known each other for a few days. The, the fact that oh, they found so after being alone for weeks. They yeah. found someone. It's like no, no. Like she's, she's calling them every two minutes on the walkie-talkie. Like you know, are you okay? Are you okay, Zach? Like you there? Talk to me. And he's like, yeah. I said, I'll phone. You. I'll contact you in half an hour. Come on. Yeah. Half hour. And eventually, of course, they run into Ap, who you can tell that someone else is going to appear because there's this trap. Like the the, the trucks keep blocking all the paths where it can go in the car. It's like okay, no, these are positioned. This is leading somewhere. And it's funny you brought up uh, Zach lying. Because that's actually kind of one of AP's things when he shows up is that he calls him a liar. He says he lies because the first thing he does is he lies to him because because AP asks him, "Hey, is there anyone else? Is it just you?" And he says, "It's just me." And then two seconds later, the walkie-talkie goes off, and you know Joanne's there, and so it, it sets that stuff up, and he keeps coming back to that. And what I like is the idea that he does lie technically a lot in the movie, but almost every time it's like it's with noble intentions. It's never. He's lying to get away with something. Because up until the end of the movie, like the very final moment is he kind of lies and says he's going to go and get the uh, remote control thing. Because they, they have this plan to try and kind of disrupt the grid. They're going to blow up his research base. So they get all this big truck full of all these explosives. Which, by the way, were you were you like just face palming when they were trying to push that like truck that was... Not, like, not even just like, any oh truck. My God, it's, it's it was an explode. It was an oil tanker, right? I was like, oh my god, you, you're doing this with a massive lorry full of explosives. It's, yeah. it's going to explode. Don't do this. Don't. Do this. And he just rams it. He doesn't gently kind of push it. He just rams it. Yeah. And the first two times, just a little nudge. And I'm like, oh, this is getting tense. And then he, take, he goes really far back as if he's going to do a nice big run in to push it out of the way. And I like how the other two characters just go, oh, this is bad. And they, they actually duck behind the car. <laughs> like, oh no, this is going to. <laughs> yeah. like, he's going to kill himself. Uh, and I was half expecting it. But. Zach basically makes this sacrifice where he thinks, oh, sh- sh- Joanne's better off with AP. They seem to care about each other more than she does for me. Even mm. though she's adamant that she likes both of them. Like, she, she's like, you know, she says she's lucky because she likes both of them. Uh, but he, like, does this noble sacrifice thing where the, the movie ends with him kind of raiding the truck full of explosives into the, the base and setting it off. And it's kind of this hurrah. And that does tie into his guilt, because, like I say, we found out that he was trying to kill himself earlier on in the movie at the start, because yeah. he had guilt overthinking and, uh, this might think, cause Yeah, that's ultimately the theme of the movie is death. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. But I we haven't mentioned that yet, and we're like, you know, 40-odd minutes into this. Oh, sure. I mean, not only was he trying to kill himself, AP uh, was being killed by a, a friend. Uh, yes. Which the first time he says it, it sounds like he just murdered his wife, but it turns out later on, no, no, she she committed suicide. She committed suicide because she was in love with AP, and AP said, "Oh no, you're my best friend's wife. No, I have to reject you because that is the, the noble thing to do." And then she killed herself. So then his best friend blamed him and tried to kill him. So he was being drowned at the moment, and and then Joanne just happened to be accidentally electrocuted by a, a hairdryer. <laughs> of course. Hers was silly. Like they also were really dramatic, like you know, suicide and murder, and then hers was just oh, hair dryer. I appreciate the realism of it, though. Yeah, yeah, it was just one random one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it makes sense. Um, because I think that there is then a debate before we talk about what happened, the final scene after the explosion, right? I think the one thing your mind goes to is: is the entire thing just a form of purgatory? It's not actually happened on Earth. Uh, I would go one step further and say it's actually hell. It's actually hell. It's specifically. I, hell. I think it's specifically Zach's hell. Right? Do you think they? Because there's, there's even conversation in the middle. Uh, well, not, not in the middle. It's actually when they're getting the truck. It's but, right towards the end. Yeah. yeah. But uh, where he he's like, oh, sometimes I, I wonder if you, you you two are fake. You're just here. It's, mm. uh, you know, I'm I'm still alone, and you two are just here to kind of uh, like torment me or like you know teach me things or whatever. Uh, and I, I think that's an interesting idea, and that d- does kind of support the idea that it is all just hell. Yeah, and I, it's I not think, real. I think there's a few things I know. The, one of the few things I do know about New Zealand is it has a large Catholic uh, population, and obviously one of the biggest sins for Catholicism is is suicide. So you know the mm-hmm. idea that he killed himself so he gets punished, and you know so at first uh, it's it's a uh, very 
traditional form of hell in the sense of you know there's there's always this this false hope so at first it seems like oh no this world's pretty good to him and then it gets worse and it right as it's getting you know as it's getting worse and worse then he he meets someone and it's like okay it's better again Mm. and then and then someone else comes in and steals her away and it gets worse and worse you know it just keeps happening and uh, we'll get to the ending as well how i think the ending plays into that but we'll do that when we get there Okay, okay. Um, no, I, I think that's a fair interpretation of it. I, I think part part of me goes with purgatory because I, I actually kind of like the idea that they're, they're all three of them are real. No, okay. I, I like the idea that all three of them are real, and I like the idea that that Zach's whole story is that he has to sort of sacrifice because essentially, like he, he he sort of killed himself in a kind of selfish kind of you know almost like cowardly act where he just kind of like quickly he didn't actually take any responsibility He whereas I, I feel like his story throughout the movie is, is eventually to actually take responsibility and actually try and fix it you know yeah. and then in this purgatory that just you know it, it sums up to sacrifice to for the better yeah. good you know whereas the first time it's just that oh no I can't live with facing the consequences of this so I have to check out I have to go mm. um you know, I, I think you know if they all end up here because I, I think the whole idea because I actually do like the idea that it is real and the reason why anyone who's still around is here is because they happen to be dying. I actually like that idea on its own, but I think it's also the biggest sign in the movie that it's maybe not as real as it's presented. Like, oh, yeah, as you know, it's. I, I will say just to, to support my my theory here with the ending, uh, to to touch on it just briefly is the idea. You know, I said, oh, things get worse and worse, and then it's as they get better, they get worse mm. again. It's right at this end where he's accepted. That, that Joanne should be with AP. She's like, oh, no, okay, fine. I'll do the, the noble thing. And it's, okay, as he's resigned himself to that, he's accepted it, things get worse again. He's, you know, that, that's it. That's the ending there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the ending is this then. So he then wakes up again. Now he's on a beach after the explosion. Yeah. And he looks up and there's... First of all, there's clouds that have big funnels going down into the water. Yeah. So really surreal image. And then slowly, there's a like a planet. It looks like Saturn. It's got a ring. It's got Saturn. Yeah, I think it's Saturn. It's Saturn. It looks like Saturn. Uh, that comes into sort of view in the skyline. So we're close to a planet, close enough that you can see it in the sky. Yeah, presumably, this would be one of Saturn's moons by that logic. Oh, I mean, if we're... Yeah, I mean, I wasn't taking it literally. That we're no, no. Yeah. If you were going to take it literally in that sense, because that the, the, be throughout, throughout the entire movie, we've been talking about the Earth changing. So for me, this was still Earth. Okay, okay. but things that have changed. That, you know, yeah. things are out of sync and things have went wacky. And, you know, yeah, that's why yeah, the clouds yeah. are looking like funnels and uh, and and whatnot. Um, and it's it's funny because like, I almost this actually kind of goes along with you, with your idea of hell, but I. I like the idea that it's not not eternal necessarily, but it's more like trials, or it's more like you know the whole Dante's seven circles of hell, or the yeah. nine circles of hell, whatever. How many circles of hell there was in Dante's Inferno, um, and this was like layer two or something like that, where it got into the next stage. No, I get uh, it. I, like I, I love the idea that as soon as he accepts it, and we should point out that when he drives the the, the truck, it he fails. He miss. He doesn't get to the the dish that he's trying to destroy. He crashes yeah. before, and he knows that because you know he's like he goes. I think he just says, "Oh shit," or something like that. Yeah, and then it ex- and then it explodes, and and that's when the effect happens I did. again, again earlier than he expected. So it's, so again, it, it wasn't as expected. It wasn't when it should have been. But that said, though, I did see theories online that this is actually heaven at the end. That there was purgatory throughout the movie, and then the ending's actually heaven. He just doesn't understand what it is yet. Okay. Okay. I, I think you have to take some meaning in the in the planet, and the and the, the 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 cloud funnels. No, no, quite possibly. Because as much as you're saying, okay, it means this and it means this, I don't know. Like, okay, so what what significance do they have if this is just hell again? I I, I think to me it's saying, you know, okay, so now he's he's alone again, and this is oh no, it's even more alien. So you know, Earth's even less like you know like before. When he was alone, he was he was surviving. It's like okay, there's houses, there's shops, he can go and rage. You know, there's all these things that he's doing. Now it's like oh no no, new playing field. You've got to start from scratch. You've got to learn to survive on this version of Earth if you want to keep going. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm not sold in any interpretation to be honest. That, that, that's why when you said I've got it sorted and you came in all arrogant at the start, I I was just kind of like 
you're full of shit because I don't think I think this movie is intentionally not supposed to be taken any one way. No, that's fair. Yeah, but I'm gonna take it that way. I I think there's I think there's an ambiguity, and I think I think maybe it's because I'm an atheist, right? And I don't like this idea that he like I'm fine fine with it being purgatory, and I'm fine with hell even being part of it. But I think for me. I like the idea that him learning something and accepting it over the course of the movie actually means something and actually matters. Yeah. And I, if I get that. Yeah. And if it's what you're saying, if it's hell, then it doesn't matter. No, he, he he's... It just gets worse anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I think fundamentally, I just don't believe that someone can't learn from the mistakes. That's fair. But I like this more as a concept. For me, at least, I like it more as a concept of tough shit. You know, like... like uh, again, uh, you wonder why I call you cynical. No, no, I know. Again, also <laughs> an atheist, but I just like this idea of no, no, that's it. You had your shot, and you you threw it away, and that's it. You get worse from here on out. I actually prefer it if it's not specifically hell or purgatory in a theology theological sense. Mm. Like it is more science based, where okay. you know, like, where this is more random anomalies and numbers, and and that's not to say that I think it really happened. And like I do think they died and they went somewhere, but it's not like purpose. It's not oh, you got into the pearly gates because you were good, or you went here because you were bad. Just, just more. This is just what it is. This is just what it is. I like the kind of the cold hard science of it rather than the no, theology no. of it. But that's maybe just my taste more than it is anything no, I else. Appreciate that. Uh, but I think that's maybe part of the strength of the film. Is I I think a lot of people will probably see the ending and it'll just roll credits. And you're like, what the hell was that? Because it, it is completely ambiguous. It's in, it's, yeah. it's... Did, did you let the credits play until the freeze frame? Oh, that, did you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it freezes Because obviously, obviously it, 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 he takes out the, the dictaphone again to confirm you know more that he's still the same. Like, you know, he's still got that. He's still exactly how he was. Mm. It's just everything around him that's changed, which is why I think hell... Because get you know the, the or at least some some I mean maybe you could say a version of purgatory for that still, but the idea of no 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 you you still exactly who you were you're still where you are but your surroundings are worse. But that's you taking it literally as hell. You could yeah. you could argue this is more just it represents hell, but it's still a scientific thing where yes yeah, this, yeah. this this version of Earth only exists because he tried to explode the the, the network the, the the grid, and doing well, that to the grid is what created this. No, no, that's true. Uh, but I, I think it's interesting because obviously, if he try, if he hadn't tried to explode it, the event would have still happened anyway. Like it would have still happened that second time, except he wouldn't have been dying in that moment, right? Um. Well, yeah, but you don't know this is what happens during the event. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Though, like, what I wonder what would have happened because we we see he's dying during the moment again, right from the explosion, as it happens. Well, see, that, that, for me, this is why I think it's purgatory because to me, this is about them accepting death and not doing anything about it. Him, him fighting back and like saying, "No, no, we have to do something," is almost the no. I'm not accepting that this is death. I'm not accepting this is over. Even though I know that kind of doesn't drive with the fact that he decides to kill himself to kind of save them. Yeah. Yeah, it gets murky in that sense. It does. That, that was one of the other things that I uh, I saw when I was looking for just you know what the general different ideas are of this movie because this is the beauty of a movie that's this old that you know has an ambiguous ending is that people have been talking about it for thirty years, <laughs> yeah. um, and basically the, the one th- consensus that I saw, which is not a consensus on what anything means, it's just a consensus that no matter what interpretation you have for the end of this movie, there's something for every single one of them that that faults it. Every one of them has a flaw. Probably, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll agree with that. Um, yeah. So it's funny because again, even my own ideas kind of conflict themselves. Because on the one hand, I really like the idea that he actually learns to do, over the course of the movie that he he was a coward before and he has to take responsibility and therefore sacrifice himself to save them. I like that growth. But at the same time, you could all, I, the other thing that I was arguing there was that well, no, because he's not accepted that he has to die in the same way and just let things happen. Uh, doing so and dying, being at death again at the moment when everything happens, when when the the grid goes and the event happens, the effect happens, is what then damns them to be woken up again, uh, in the, the new, mm. you know, sci-fi world that we, we end up at the end. Uh, 
I don't know. There's a book. It's based on a book. Maybe we go read the book, Connor, and you can come back and tell us what. Um, uh, maybe I will. Give, give, give me a couple of weeks. And you can tell us. Exactly. I, mean, no, I don't know how long the book is. If it's, if it's less than 300 pages, I'll, I'll report in next week, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have no idea how long the book is. I, I didn't know it was based on a book until it said in the credits. Not me either. So, so yeah. then I saw that, I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah, maybe the, maybe the book was into some of this a little bit more. Um, maybe. I find it unlikely, though, because that would kind of defeat the point, right? Uh, probably. Probably. If anything, the movie probably... Oh, that's not entirely true. Sometimes there has been examples where the... Like, I'm thinking of Stalker, which we did. The book was way more detailed in describing why things were happening and what was yeah, going on. Yeah, but... I can't, but if, in general, it might be a bit more descriptive. But for the ending, still, I think it's still going to be very vague. I'll go find out. All right, all right. Maybe I will. <laughs> go find out. You're sitting there arguing with me about it. Go find out. You come back. <laughs> Maybe I will. Ah, right, good, good. Uh, but yeah, I, I think for me though, I don't like the idea that this is literally hell or purgatory. I like the idea that it just represents hell or purgatory. No, that's fair. I think I lean towards purgatory. I, I think because it feels like there's lessons to be learned. Yeah. As opposed to it just being punishment. I, I get what you're saying. That like yeah. he, he does have a character arc, so there is growth literally like in that sense. So, yeah, there are lessons. But like I said, for me, it always seems like everything he does just gets worse anyway. It doesn't really matter, which is why I lean to hell. Hmm. See, I, I don't know if I agree, because even when he meets Joanne... He was actually doing okay for a while before that. Like he'd settled into his new house. He'd... Oh, he, he did for a bit, yeah. But he got worse, and then it gets better, and then it gets worse again. It keeps happening. No, but it gets better, then gets better again. Like, like there was no worse when he met Joanne. There was, it was just things were getting better. He'd settled into things, and then he met Joanne, and it got better. It just kept getting better. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It wasn't really till he, arguably, maybe we started to notice that there was more events coming, more effects maybe on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, but certainly it wasn't until I met AP where there was maybe even a question that oh things might be worse again like there was because uh, that's the other thing like, I, I think if you go, come at it just from a theological perspective there's very little point in actually analysing the character dynamics and like the because I, I think whenever it comes to stories like this and you've got a small group of characters typically they comment on how people function and how they live and if you're going to tell me that two of them are fake and it's just kind of no, no, it's true, but I think it would explain a couple of things. Like, he mentions that he, he feels like John and AP, like they know each other, like he has that sense almost. Hmm. And I have to say, the first time, you know, when, when AP sees her, uh, you know, where he's got, uh, he's, he's, he's back there with the gun, he's confirming that, oh no, it's just her. He looks over, they do look at each other like they know each other. I actually thought there was going to be Hmm. them acknowledging each other like they, they they did know each other so i was glad that was brought up it would explain why you know we mentioned how joanne she flip-flops in her choices at the end and you know she's kind of all over the place if she's not real and, and she's just there to mess with his head that explains that for me i don't know if it does for me okay because i don't know why she would flip-flop necessarily it's just to me that's kind of like Covering up uh, just a, a writing flaw to me. Oh, it might well be. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it, it very well might be. I'm not, I'm not uh, disputing that. Yeah. No, no, there is that, that weird recognition and that, that that just that feeling he has really that it feels like he, they already knew each other, even though they don't. Um, again, going from a character perspective, I to me that felt like this this sense of jealousy and paranoia that was there. Uh, it did from when he addressed it, definitely. Yeah. But uh, but the way they lose each other, right, this, you know, their first meeting point. Because, I don't know, did, did you have that feeling there? Or was it just me? Actually, the the scene played to me like he was just he didn't expect her to be real. Like he heard the voice, right, but okay. he wasn't he wasn't expecting it to be real, and he hadn't seen another person uh, or a woman specifically. And no, no, that that makes sense. However long uh, to me, to me, I read that scene at the time as just holy shit. Like because then they come in and they all hug together. Like he yeah. puts the gun down and they all th- even though he's ha- even though he's had Zach at gunpoint for the last ten minutes, they just come in and hug because oh the Steve is now people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that makes sense. Because uh, and even if it is literally purgatory, I like the idea that they all deserve to be there for different reasons. Maybe we don't know why she's there uh, specifically. Like, sure, obviously it wasn't the the, the manner of death. Because because uh, if we're saying that Zach's there because he tried to kill himself, then that's the death. Whereas the other people, it wouldn't be how they died that caused them to go to hell. No, it, would it would be something else earlier on. 
Yeah, it had to have been because there's nothing yeah. actively wrong with them yeah, in, in the sense of the, in the moment of the death. Yeah, exactly. So, um, assuming you believe AP, I mean, who, who knows? Maybe maybe he did lead her on, and maybe there was some sinister. We, 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 to we her. don't know, do we? We uh, only have his word on it. Exactly. Um, so. You know. No, there are other moments I like. You know, when they were in AP's house and he's, he's playing the piano and you know mm. plays "Old Lang Syne," which obviously, typically, you know, New Year's, it's this idea. You know, it, it, it was, you know, a fresh start. Yeah. And Zach kind of ignores it. He kind of he, he sings along a little bit, but he kind of just goes off over to the bed on his own. He's like he has no interest in this fresh start. Yeah, well, which is arguably why he. Again, again, I, I, I've went through about three or four different theories that I've, I've, I've been I've liked since we started talking about this. But yeah. again, going go to the idea that they maybe get to move on after this level and he doesn't is because he doesn't accept that. This is kind of going back to the one where yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's why he goes to stage two, if you will, uh, yeah. or resets or you know whatever you want to phrase it at the end. Um, so no, so there's a lot of interesting ideas to, to work with. I, I think it's a relatively solid movie and ideas, uh, and it's relatively effective in what it's doing. A lot of the time. Yeah, it just has some problems. Yeah, which makes it a very weird movie to kind of finalise your thoughts on and rate. Because, like, do I recommend this? Yeah, I think for science fiction fans, I do recommend it. Yeah. yeah um, it's weird. I think I'll give it a rating now. I know what I'm going to give it at this point. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you ask me in three or four months, I'll probably say I liked it more than I did now because the ideas will sit with me. But the execution in itself, you know, some of the moments of you know mm. the, the pacing won't be as fresh in my mind, so I, I, I won't be as aware of that when I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, but as far as movies with ideas go, it's one that does get you thinking. Like, I mean, we've just yeah. been sitting debating on what things mean and kind of, uh, and you've got that there. You got that from a, from a character point of view. You've got that from a what, what's the world point of view. Um, and I think maybe there's some obvious things we've not even looked at yet, like, you know, is it a simple, uh, you know, parable about not messing with things you don't understand? Because that's kind of, you know, in the story, what causes this whole thing to happen? Well, allegedly. I mean, I think as AP mentioned, you know, the story of the, the kid hitting the, the power generator and then the, the, the blackout happens. Mm. And obviously he thinks he's caused it, but in reality, it's just coincidence. Oh. And so is, is that here again? Is it, uh, I mean, we keep, we haven't really talked about it largely, but you know, Zach kind of has a bit of a god complex for a while. You know, he thinks he he's he always like, oh, "I'm present in the world." You know, uh, Joanne's constantly calling both the men out on this actually of having god complexes. Yeah, no, this is the thing. Uh, which again, I think it's why it's more interesting if they're all real because like they have this this play off each other where they both kind of have different god complexes. It's it's kind of interesting yeah. that. But again, that whole thing with the story and the the generator or the branch, it's like again, it's ambiguous. It's not it's not telling you for sure that he. He's just thinking he's guilty for something that he's not. It's simply just offering the idea that maybe this is in his head, but maybe it isn't. Yeah, you don't know for sure. Uh, so no, so it's, it's, it's an interesting movie. As much as we tangent a lot of stupid things in the first half of this, uh, there, there's actually some interesting ideas here. Uh, so uh, go on then. Would would you give it out of ten? At seven point five. Uh... I think execution is probably just a seven, but I'm bumping it up a bit just for the ideas. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's worth watching though, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. Oh, it's tough. Uh. I, I may have to end up agreeing with you and go with seven point five because I I I feel like in ideas and then there's moments with the mood where like you know had it maintained that mood the entire time, like. This could go as high as a nine if it if it did. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, but then yeah, there is these clunky character things later on, and it, it becomes clear at some point that this is a movie about the ideas and less about the the characters themselves. Mm. And and I don't think there was any reason why I had to lose that. Like I feel like again, you give it another ten fifteen minutes to fr- flesh a few things out with the characters. Yeah, I think you could equally. You could have had a film that was equal the interest and ideas, but equally also the character dynamics. And then I think the, the theorizing at that point would get even more complex because you're saying, you know, <clears throat> as I die, <laughs> as I die, Jesus Christ. Um, which, by the way, there's a moment where he shoots uh, Jesus with a shotgun. Uh, yes, yes, there is. In a church. He goes into a church and shoots Jesus, adding to that God complex a bit. Uh, I particularly like how he shouts up at the uh, the ceiling. He goes, "Hey, I'm going to have to talk to your boy for a bit." 
<laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, so, so like I was saying though, if, if the character stuff uh, in the second half was as strong as it had started with and it kept that really going, I feel like you'd have this more interesting debate of, well, yeah, you can have all these big theological ideas and these big things of what things mean, but then the core character stories would still work on their own enough that it didn't matter. It's true. I think it's ultimately, it is maybe a fault of the film here, which is why yeah. I feel like I lean so heavily towards it just being hell and those other two not being real, because after the last like 15, 20 minutes, those other two don't feel real anymore to me because they kind of just mm. go through so much so quick, whereas Zack does. Yeah. I th- but, I, it, but it, with another 10 minutes to you know to go through them properly, you kind of eliminate that easy option for me. Yeah, I feel like I disagree with that just because I, I feel like Zack also has a couple of quick things towards the end. He has a couple, yeah. Yeah. Wait, not, not as much, I don't I, I feel like it's a writing fault that makes them all suffer, so that's why I don't instantly go, oh, it's definitely those two who are... I mean, don't get me wrong, that idea is there, because the, the, the character wouldn't bring it up if it wasn't something the director yeah, or the writer wanted just to think about. Uh, but... Uh, I'm not ready to jump in the the train. I actually kind of like that it could be purgatory, it could be hell, it could have just actually happened, it could be a completely scientific anomaly, it could be all these things, and I kind of like that it can be all yeah, those things. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm not willing to sort of pigeonhole it and say it's definitely this, because I like that it's completely open for all these different things. You do you, but I've cracked it. Uh, tell Connor how arrogant he is. Uh, tell New I've got, Zealand. I've got a god, god complex of my own. A ginger complex, yes. Uh, tell him how offensive he is to New Zealanders. Uh, I'll, I'll happily. I, I will not apologise for that. I'm offensive to everyone equally. <laughs> Just ask the Welsh. <laughs> um, but that is us. That that is a uh, that is this quiet earth or the, the quiet earth. Sorry. Uh, that's what he says in the movie, though. He says this quiet earth at one point. He actually yeah. says the uh, yeah. the phrase. Um. That final moment, by the way, is beautiful when he sees the planet oh, in the clouds. It's, it's, it's a really the music's shot. fantastic at that point. Yeah, it's a really great uh, surreal moment. Um, so, let us know what you think of the movie if you've seen it in the comments and stuff. Uh, like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. If you want to support the show uh, and the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. Uh, there'll be a link in the description. Uh, of course, you get to vote on a, an episode once a month. Uh, this month, all the voting that's up is all... It's all, all it's always a, there's a theme for the vote every month. And this month, it's all uh, kind of... Uh, irregular, shall we say, romance movies. They're, they're all... They're all love stories. I, I, I believe the word you've been using has been unconventional. Unconventional. Uh, I was also going to say abnormal there. They, they all kind of amount to the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so patrons could do that. You also get adding movies to the to the vault, which is like a sort of user submitted list of just movies to watch at some point in doing the show. Uh, and every so often we pick one from that. Uh, you can get the link to the actual list of the vault. Everyone can see it, but you have to be a patron to submit movies to it. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so that's all that stuff, and that's us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys, and we'll see you next time.